1,000 Awesome Zambians by La Zambiana. Tell your story. Own your story. Hello and welcome to Lela Podcast. My name is Ingutu and today I have the good fortune of having a super talented guest from Zambia as usual. Um, I will let my guest introduce himself shortly uh, and he will tell us a little bit about himself. Okay, so that's your cue. Hey, how's it going? Uh, my name is Henry Papia. I am a I love to say a person who solves problems creatively. Uh, I make all sorts of content, be it uh, animated, based on photography or videography, or pretty much whatever somebody needs. It's kind of what I do. Um, I've born and raised here in Zambia. Uh, my family have been here for years and years and years and years. And yeah, it's something that I do. I've been around the block. I've been here for a number of years. I'm definitely not a spring chicken, <laughs> as much as I'd love to believe I am. Um, but yeah, that, 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 that kind of who I am and what I do. Okay, brilliant. Okay, I skipped over one important question. I mean, I jumped into the what you do, but that's okay. Are you a Wolena podcast fan? And if you are, what has been or what was your favorite episode i asked this question to all my guests uh no of course um so funny enough prior even prior to your podcast i have actually interacted with you before it uh so i keep track of a lot of people and when i move when i finally make the made the decision to start my own business and i moved to lusaka Mm -hmm. I kept an eye out for people who were moving and shaking and trying stuff out and trying to make a, a difference. Yeah. Um, so you popped up on Twitter once upon a time. And at the time, if I'm not mistaken, you were pushing um, your, your Spanish fiend. The last I checked, you, you, you yes. know Spanish. Yes, and oh, now it clicks. Yes. So I actually engaged you once upon a time and I said, hey, I, I recognize that you're trying to like you're doing the Spanish thing and you want to teach people. Um, and I would be in a position to help you teach people like on a simple level, on a basic level. So through Twitter, primarily, uh, I, I got to know of you. Um, and then after that, you've interviewed a couple of people that I know, my, like personally, um, if I'm not mistaken, you've interviewed Emmanuel, uh, B-Cry Media, uh, B-Cry yes. Photography, um, yes. and then Chikishana, uh, Namukolo, yes. she, uh, all big uh, people in the photography scene uh, doing great things. Um, and so whenever they shared or whatnot, and whenever you shared, it was a case of, oh, let's check up, let's see what's going on, because you were always kind of proactive in asking them about what they're doing, why they're doing it. And I think that there's a lot of room for people to understand exactly why we do what we do. You know, yeah. being a creative is a, is, is, is a tough industry at the moment. So um, when you were talking to uh, Namkolo, it was interesting for me because she also mentioned a number of things that personally uh, I faced as a photographer prior to all of my creative uh artistry or animation and stuff like that when i got into my photography scene she was talking about a lot of stuff and i was like yeah this is this is stuff that i've genuinely faced as a photographer here in zambia uh facing those kind of things so yeah oh Big okay, okay. So now, so now, because you know i mean now that you you mentioned the spanish i was trying to see where have i seen this this oh, this is fun for me, yeah. Name, where, where have I seen it? And mm -hmm. it wasn't clicking. So I'm, first of all, I, if, I, if I haven't said it, thanks for agreeing to do the interview. Um, thanks for telling me who you listen to. That's, that's why I do these interviews, because I hope something that is put out from Mobilella podcast resonates or clicks with someone and I'm so happy you've mentioned the two interviews with the I've interviewed three photographers so far so um thank you for mentioning that okay um you've told us what you do okay um and that you come from I mean you've lived in Zambia um you you, you yeah born and raised I'm actually from Mufalera mate. like I'm literally Bundu's Coppola person you're what 
I'm from Coppola, like literally 170 ah, kilometers. Oh my word! Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Lusaka is kind of a, a a work territory for me, but home is Copperbelt for sure. Okay, okay. I've I'm not proud of this. I've never been to the Copperbelt. I've been to. You've never <laughs> been to the Copperbelt? No. Are you kidding? I'm very embarrassed about this. Actually, I'm embarrassed for you. How could you not be to like the? I want to say the staple of our country's livelihood. I recognize that um, Lusaka is what I consider a tertiary sector. Like you have businesses and all sorts of things that are going on here on the surface level. Like they, and they do generate large amounts of money. But yes. the copper bond is like, it's really that place where all the real magic is happening. Like hardest working people that I've come across, people who are waking up at four in the morning every single day to go to graft. Not to go gym, not to like check up on social media. Like these guys are grafting every single day. So if you haven't been to the Copperbelt, I'm so disappointed. But I understand that it's not for everyone. Yo, our, um, our, my listeners will judge me. I have to fix this. I have to fix this. Yeah, I have to fix my life. Um, but <laughs> yes, so I love the copper belt. Um, you know the Coppola connection. You know, because one of my questions is going to sort of like ask you about your roots and growing up. But anyways, um, so, you know, what your current career path you're doing, mm -hmm. running your own business. Um, so, you know, what what led you or what, you know, sort of like inspired you to, to, to choose this career path? Were you doing something else before or it's always been this? Yeah. Um, no, I completely understand that. So um, growing up as a kid, I I always laugh at it. Um, there was a moment in primary school, we were doing a class, a history class on the Tudors. Now, if you know about anything about English history, as we all get taught in GCSE, um, English-based education, um, the Tudors uh, happened to have one of the biggest names, which is Henry VIII, right? And, yes. and Henry, all people are like, oh my God, you're Henry VIII. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, during that period in time, um, there was an uh, expectation. They said, okay, cool. We're studying James VI, I think it was, or James IV, whichever one James was. And we had to draw up a, like, write up a small story about it yeah. and draw a picture. So I went home, I wrote up my explanation of who this person was, James was, da, 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 and I drew a picture and I got a house point. So I was part of, at the time, Impala, which is one of the small houses in my school, at Letra School. Yes. Um, and I got five house points, which was huge. They were like, your picture is so good. Like we're giving you five house points. And I obviously naturally got off on this high of, I did something, I got a whole bunch of like props for it. So I'm going to do it again. So fast yeah. forward further in the same Tudor lessons, they're like, cool, draw like another person from the Tudor period. And I drew, I think it was Queen Elizabeth II at the time, whoever it was. And I got another five house points because naturally I did a good picture. Yeah. Um, and that set me off on this creative thing. So I started indulging in my art classes, um, and my entire family, for the record, um, are very, very, very creative people. So doing these things around them was always a very, very like, beneficial experience. It was always like, hey, I really like what you've done there, but the face looks a little bit weird. Would you mind? Like, like, why don't you try and do this one? Sure, that. Um, and it made it a really, really happy experience for me. And as a kid, that's what you kind of recognize or remember is that you had a good time doing something. Yeah. Um, so that's where it kind of started. Mm. Um, and then when I finished my basic education, my IGCSE grade 12, that kind of stuff, um, the big question came, where are you going to go and study? Um, and by the time that I finished my education, I was very, very big into video games. I love video games. Um, I was a big PlayStation fan. Um, and all of these little cinematics that used to happen in between video games. Yes. You could send me on these like, journeys i was like whoa this is amazing who did this how did they make it like what is this because now we're talking 2007 2008 the yeah. of visual quality back then was still like computer-based renderers like it wasn't like like uh volumetrically like realistic or anything like that like it was just very 
it was very simple, very straightforward. Um, yeah. And I mean, I got started on games with my uncle, who he, he got me to uncle, like video games and whatnot. But that then sent me off to Cape Town, where I went to go and study. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there for three years. I did a whole uh, animation course. Um, did very well. I won a bronze um, award for a short film at the New York Film Festival <gasps> for uh, the short video that we put together. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was, a, it was a very harrowing piece that we put together. Uh, we learned a lot of stuff about it. Um, so weird enough, there's actually a little bit of a theory behind it that positive stories are very in the moment and will make you feel a kind of way like they'll make you happy and they'll be like oh hey i'm so happy for the happy ending yeah. but they're not long lasting like you might forget about them but mm-hmm. the stories that have negative not negative but like sadder endings yes. will have a long longer lasting uh, impact on you have a much greater impact so we drew on a story that actually came from one of our team members mm. um and we made this very very hectic piece and uh, yeah we won a bronze award for um, uh, New York Film Festival, um, while our competitors, our other fellow school students were uh, slotted in for film student, film like awards and stuff like that. Uh, we got the short story and we were very proud of the kind of story. So um, yeah, I, I, I got into that side of things. Uh, and then I did want to work in South Africa, like to continue my 3D animation, like, um, but unfortunately, because I am Zambian, um, and I say unfortunately in that context, not because I'm unhappy to be Zambian, but like I understand. They they said to me, listen, we've got hundreds of animators or content creators here locally mm-hmm. who don't need permits and stuff like that. So yeah, thanks, but no thanks. It's been real. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it was it was a, a little knock to the system, you know, to yeah. kind of be told that you're not good enough, not not good enough but like there's more you you create more of a problem than you do a solution yeah so I came back home um and then I got thrown straight back into an old pastime of my own which was photography yeah um I was that z photographer which was a play on the idea that everyone who meets me doesn't believe that I'm Zambian so <laughs> I want to say oh, obvious- oh. Okay. No, 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 no. It goes without saying. Like you, uh, I mean, uh, stigmas and ideals are standard across generations. So you, you kind of expect it. But so I call myself as a photographer, and I did it for a number of years. I mean, I was the official photographer for Wizkid when he came up back in twenty, ish, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, somewhere on there. Yes. I can't remember. Um. So I was doing good. Um. And then. While the photography scene was good, I realized that as much as it was a passion for myself, yeah. um, I was dealing with a lot of people who had crazy expectations for photography. So I had people who were like, hey, come and take do a, a, a portraiture photo shoot for me. And I was like, okay, cool, no problem. And they're like, yeah, I want to look like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, why are we laughing? Uh, no, 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 no. And, and I'll say this, like, bluntly the idea is like sis you're beautiful in your own space like you are who you are whatever you are like however you do your thing but you're not Beyonce and what's going to happen is I'm going to take photos of you you're going to look at them you might turn around to me and say but I don't look like Beyonce and now I have to have a personal therapy session with you to explain that you should love yourself and it's got nothing to do with what you want to look like but that you should love who you look like yeah so um, from weddings to um, uh, industrial gig, commercial gigs, all this kind of stuff, I started to recognize that I was getting more frustrated with clientele's expectations. And so uh, in between my photography, uh, I did a couple of jobs for some brands, um, namely Heineken, Vinduk, and the CEO of the company locally who were distributing it for Kazuma. Yes. Got in touch with me and he said, hey, listen, um, I don't know if you remember me. We had a chat once upon a time in a car park, um, but I think that you'd be the right person to come and take over uh, a marketing development position in the company. Would you be interested? Um, And I was at ENDS at the moment. And then I decided, okay, you know what? Uh, As much as I love my photography, I realized that I'm losing 
not a passion for it, but it's the passion and the fight for fighting with people about what they expect of things, the unrealistic expectations, mm. is making me lose interest. And I'm not doing as well as I should do for, for, for the space and for the scene and to deliver the quality content. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, let me take this jump. And uh, I jumped into Kazuma. Um, and yeah, I became their uh, marketing development officer or whatever. They gave me basically a random role, kind of, almost. Um, mm. But I got to work with some really important brands and I got to do some training through Heineken and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that escalated. I ended up being becoming the regional manager for Kazuma, which handled the wine shop because the wine shop is under Kazuma. Yes. Um, so I ended up managing the wine shops for a while as well in the Copper Belt side. So I handled that business as well. Yeah. And in that space, I got to learn a lot about managing time, value, expectations of goods, meeting a lot of very, very important people. Um, and during that time, I recognized that I don't enjoy repetition. Ah. I don't like repetition. I like diversity in whatever I'm dealing with. I want something new. I want a new challenge. Yeah. So whenever I'm dealing with people, much like when I spoke to you initially about the um, you know, Spanish conversion and teaching people about Spanish from English and whatnot, Hmm. For me, that challenge or that task was an opportunity to do something interesting for now. Yeah. And then when it was done, there was a new challenge ahead. Yes. But if I have to do the exact same thing for the next five years. Over and over, yeah. Um, <laughs> reading up more about it, it might have ADHD tendencies. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I haven't been tested for that kind of stuff. So I'm assuming I'm okay. But Loki, in the back of my head, I'm like, maybe um but yeah so i uh closed up about four years worth of work with kazuma i made yes. some really interesting experiences i learned a lot i always give massive thanks i've got a really good relationship still with them i still help them out here and then um but then i was like every single month when i'm counting 400 500 items for stock take and I'm getting tired of it and I'm not interested in it and like I'm losing interest and I'm falling asleep every single time and I, I'm getting more and more short tempered with this whole scenario I was like I'm not happy here not because what they're offering me isn't a good space or a good opportunity yeah but I'm a creative I want to solve problems for people and I, yeah I want to make stuff um so I decided end of not last year, maybe two, three years ago, I said to myself, okay, let me save up. Let me build up my fund and then go and start my own little business. I'm not married. I don't have kids. So this is the perfect time to take that risk. Um, it would be silly of me to put myself or other people at risk through that decision. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I found myself now I've been a year, year and a couple of months solid in my business. and. I'm happy when I wake up in the morning to do work, I'm actually interested and invested in it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice if tomorrow I could make $2 million off of a random job. I mean, <laughs> it would be the dream for everybody, but I'm not impatient enough to believe that magically things fall into your lap. You have to work for it. You have to try hard. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's exactly who I am and why I am in this space. My family have been massive support systems and have given me opportunities as well through them. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a creative through and through and that's why I do what I do and that's why I'm here doing exactly what I do. Okay. Um, I mean, okay, so we have to, you, you quickly, you know, went past the New York Film Festival bronze award um that's that's huge um and you know that was while you were still at university um I'm, I'm glad that you spoke about that and you know that's you know following um after a few years uh, well many years after your school and your school um you know sort of like encouraging you I think that that's, that's great incentive the awards that you talked about you know house awards you said they were yeah so I think that was like a, a a great incentive and, you know, and you've mentioned how supportive your family is. So it kind of, 
you know, all of it sort of like comes together because I always ask my guests, what was your family support like? I don't have to ask you this question because you've mentioned how supportive they oh, were. I could, I could lean into it. Don't even worry about it. It's easy. My family are extra to almost the point of being insufferable. And I mean that in the pos most positive way possible, considering that insufferable is a negative word. Um, when I became a photographer, they were the people who made me stickers so that I could give them to people to put on stuff. Uh, they were the people who, when I said, hey, I need, uh, I need to buy a lens or I need to invest in something, these are the people who were like, we got you. It's Christmas, it's your birthday present, whatever it may be, but like they were there for me. Yeah. When, and I always giggle because my dad did it to me just the other day for my other sister. She's invested and driven herself into this uh, woodworking job of her own. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just done some work for granddaddies. I was doing some photography and videography for them. The recent stuff is stuff that I worked on with my partner, um, Emmanuel, uh, B Cry Media. Mm -hmm. And uh, I called him and I was like, oh yeah, hey, I'm doing some photos for this, blah, 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 blah. Like, and he's like, oh cool, David. do they need um, some, 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 some wooden boards branded? Do they, do they need some coasters? Do they need this? And I laughed in the moment because I'm like, dad, why are you trying to sell my sister to me? Yeah. Like, we need to sell to them. And in the back of my head, I was like, no, this is exactly what my family is. We yeah. will put each other first yeah. before ourselves. We'll almost throw it at people, almost like shove it down their throat to be like, no, but we can do this for you. Yes. And I catch myself, I mean, as old as I am now. And I say to myself, my family have been an anchor and a, a supply system of support and opportunity at any given point. If anybody asks, they're yeah. not going to hesitate and be like, oh yeah, maybe you should call someone. They're like, no, my daughter can do this. My son can do this. Mm -hmm. Like give them a call let's take it from there. Like my parents, my family in its entirety have been a massive, massive support system. I, I wouldn't be today who I am today where I am today if it wasn't for them, guaranteed. Hands okay. down. So we have to we have to give honorable mention to your family. Shout oh, out! This is this is part of the question that I always ask my my guests because I have I interview a lot of creatives. So I always ask, what's the family support like? And you know, from the get go, your first one of the first few things you've said you've you've mentioned to me and you've impressed to me how supportive your family is. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I did, I think I did ask Emmanuel, I was like, so Emmanuel, after our interview, um, I was like, so if you know other photographers or other creators, well, mainly photographers, please, 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 or, you know, hook me up. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of mad at Emmanuel, he didn't mention you, um, but it doesn't matter. Um, we're no, here now. No, no, no. But you know, the best part about Emmanuel is, so I do this to him every single time that ever comes up. So, um... <laughs> When I was in the beginning of my photography scene and I was fighting to get anywhere in the scene. So I made connections and whatnot and I was doing photography at clubs and all sorts of stuff. And I consider myself more of a event photographer than like, um, so for example, I started photography at the same time as someone like Tony Media did, you know, like yes, him and I and the whole crew of people like we're all kind of friends because we know each other. We started photography at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Emmanuel came onto the scene maybe a year or two later. And <laughs> I always tease him. I said it at his wedding. And I said to him, he forgets that he came to my house. Like he messaged me, he's like, hey, listen, I really like your photography. I'm I'm a big photographer as well. Like, not big, big, big photographer. I'm trying to get into photography as well. Would we would you be interested in working with me? Kind of stuff. Mm. And I'm not a selfish person, but I recognize that I um, I'm very reserved about my brand. I'm not going to let somebody come in and carry my brand and do a bad job because yeah. it won't reflect on them, it won't reflect on me. Yes. So he caught me at a point where I was like, you know what, bro? No, not a problem. Come through, let's have a chat. Let's, let, let, like, let's give it a go. And he came to my house in a suit. <laughs> he came to my house. So I was in Kitwe. He came from Kalushi. He came to my house in a suit. And he was like to come and meet me and talk to me. I remember being like, why are you in a suit, bro? This is just like a casual conversation. Like, let's have a catch up. And I tease him every single day for the rest of his life. I literally have him saved on my phone as a manual guy who came to your house in a suit. <laughs> a 
he's always like screw you bro that's not funny and i'm like i never came in a suit and i was like no you did i i remember it very very vividly um but oh, emmanuel wow. is one of the people that okay. i'm so so super proud of because he started working with me and i was helping him figure out the photography scene yes how to handle certain clients i gave him clients um because that was around the time that I was actually slowly branching out of it. Um, and the, the thing that makes me the most proud about him and his brand is that he actually, what I gave him, if we call it a nest egg and said, Here's, here, I'm passing the torch to you, my guy, because I'm stepping out of the photography scene. Yes. He's taken that and blown it up. And he's one of the most underrated in-demand photographers that I know of. Yeah. He is always busy. He's always doing weddings. He's always doing events. He's always being called from major brands, from Zambian Breeze, whatever it may be. They're calling him, hey, you've been recommended. Can you come and do a shoot? Like, and I'm always so proud when I see him succeeding so well in his career because I'm always in the back of my head. And we always catch up. As he's right, he's actually kind of like a, I want to say a long distant neighbor. Like he's kind of around the corner from me and whatnot. So we always catch up. He's uh, he's always such a good space for me. Always, always, always. I'm so happy that he does so well for himself. Yeah. And, and he, was, yeah. he was one of the, he was, well, he was the first um, photographer. And then, you know, for the longest time, I didn't speak to any photographers. And I thought, yeah. well, I could just make this a series. And um, so but you, you reached out to me. So it kind of works. It's kind of perfect. So on to my next question. I love that you're talking. I love it. I love it. I love it because... Okay, so you briefly mentioned school. You've mentioned your family, you know, as influencers in encouraging you to in your art, in your work. Um, a little, I want to know a little bit more. Did your upbringing and your roots um, did they or do they influence your work, and how do they do so exactly? So, uh, growing up in a very creative family, the I, I will always argue, not argue, or rather, I'd rather lovely like say to state that growing up in a creative family isn't about having people that tell you to do things. They give you the space to explore whatever you would like to. Yeah. So my family at no point said, oh, we see that you're good at drawing, you need to draw. Yeah. Uh, you're good at this, so you need to do this. They can make their hints, they can make their suggestions, but they will always support it no matter what. So yeah. when I did my photography, my family leaned into it. My sister asked me to do photos. Her video um, that she did, I think it's the one that's got the most views at the moment, like 38 million views on YouTube, whatever it was, like was a case of, hey, I want to do this video. Would you be willing to come and do it? Because you're in the photography scene. Like, can we make this happen? And the video yeah. blew up and it did well. And like, she is who she is. And like, she does it. Like, she does a great thing. And that's exactly how my family have always been, no matter what. If a, tomorrow I decided that I wanted to get into a creative space of doing, uh, I don't know, uh, folding paper, making origami for people. My family would be like, cool, uh, we bought you a course that's going to teach you how to do like crazy origami. Merry Christmas, yeah. we love you. And I've got a brother-in-law who's really, really talented as a, a sound designer, engineer, all that kind of stuff, um, but as a, also a website designer that kind of stuff. Yeah. And she would be like, oh, cool, here's your website. Like, it's ready. All you need to do is put some content in. Like, that is my family as a whole. We will get behind each other. And yeah. the funny part is that it's not just like my family. Like, anyone who comes into my family will be subject to that kind of experience. I, my family is second to none. I, would, I wouldn't trade them for, for, for the world. The way that they do things, the way that they've supported us, with everything that they've got, with their entire chest. They would scream our names with their entire chest in the middle of the room if they needed to. And mm -hmm. they have their entire lives. Yeah. No, I love this. I love, I really, really, really do. I, I love that. <laughs> no, it's the truth. And I, I can't make it up. I really couldn't. I couldn't make it up. I, if anything, I feel like I'm doing the disservice. Like there's so much more I could say, but I could go on for hours, but I really could. No, no, because I think part of, I guess now it's different, but most people you know them trying to be a creative it's either one one person in their family backs them usually the mom or one yeah. sister you know it's never you know it's never like a full-on uh, the, the great word full-on onslaught of support you know 
Um, uh, no, for sure. Like, 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 literally, the like when you say the Papia family, it's the Papia family. It's, and and by extension, any kind of pre-discerned families prior to it, like so, aka like the Wallace family on my mom's side or the Papia on my dad's side. Like, they if they're around, it's like no, we're here for you. If I had an art gallery showing, it was like no, we're all here, guaranteed. There's no questions asked. In fact, it's weird if they're not there. It would yeah. be like, hey, what happened? No, I had kidney surgery. Okay, that makes sense. Not a, <laughs> yeah, I just want to clean it home. Like, no, yeah. never, 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 super supportive. Um, so we talked about your upbringing and roots and how that mm. influenced your work. And I love the whole, you know, the whole um, mention of your family and how they're great support structure. Because I yeah. think for, for creative work, well, actually any work, any any career path mm -hmm. that you choose. And I think we're going to talk about your, your business now. You need to have, you need, well, you need, yes, you do. You need support in everything that you do. And if the people who are your family, you know, are not yeah. behind you, it just makes it, it makes everything so much, so much more yeah. difficult. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about your business. Okay. You are the owner of the Forge Zambia, or maybe you just want to call it the Forge. It's a, you've mentioned it's about a year and a few months old. Um, you're mm. using it to drive your creative solutionist um, services. So, so tell us, do you feel you you have just the right amount of work? Are you too busy? Do you want more work? How's that going for you running your own business? So I I will always kind of say that like anybody in their business never necessarily has too much work. They have potentially too much work that they can handle personally. But at that point, you should be expanding your business. You know, <clears throat> um, on my level, um, I have avoided um, putting myself in spaces where I give a lot of people access to me. Um, so yeah, like in my, in, 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 in my space, um i recognize that there like if you've got too much work it's never really a case of too much work you just need to hire more people it's mm -hmm. not easy to do that but like if you are then you're in a good space yeah. um, but personally for me at the moment i haven't been putting myself in a space that um which counterintuitively to everyone else is you know like i don't throw myself out to the world i don't do massive promotions of hi i'm the forge um on facebook or instagram or twitter or anything like that yeah i try to build personal relationships with people individually because through my experiences from kazuma and this is why i have such a mad respect for the job that i did prior is i met these owners of businesses these restaurants these bars these uh, establishments these hotels and <clears throat> they become your friend because they realize that you're providing a service. Yeah. So what I realize is that providing a service is basically the underlying like factor for any kind of business in what I do, aka content creation. Let me provide something for you, right? Yeah. So instead of me having a space where I can have a thousand people messaging me saying, how much is a logo design? And when I tell them, whatever price I want to give them, like whatever viable space it is, them turning around and be like, ah, no, but I have like a hundred quarter to build for it. And I'm saying, not to be rude, but that's not the space that we can work in. I'm sorry, we can't work in that budget. My bad. No, like, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Instead of me dealing with that, I'm dealing directly with client to client. And when I give them a bill, any negotiations aren't about, I don't want to work with you. The negotiations are, can I pay you either over a period of time or can I like, um, like, like that, that's great. Like that works for me. Like, it's like, how, how can we make this work perfectly for both of us kind of story. Mm -hmm. So personally for me with my business, I'm not phased about the amount of work because I'm curating that specifically and directly by myself. So if I don't go out today and go and find three clients, then I won't have three clients. If I don't go out and make five phone calls with clients who said follow up with me, then I don't get those five clients to say, yes, we want to do work with you. But basically the onus on that work is on me, which also puts a lot of responsibility on me. 
And as a person who owns my own business and as anybody who does their own business in any capacity, be it creative, be it accounting, be whatever it is, um, as your own business person, it's on you. So that means that when you wake up in the morning and you feel like you haven't done enough, there's a good chance that you haven't, Mm. you know, and that it's on you. And I love that aspect because that means that the responsibility falls on you. I find that for me personally, when I worked for other businesses, it was easy for me to almost pass the buck and say, oh, hey, um, I haven't received any emails today expecting me to do anything. So I'm going to just chill here (laughs) and play on my phone for the next eight hours of my day and get my salary at the end of the month. Um, And while the um, security behind getting a nine-to-five job is nice, right? Mm -hmm. Assuming you're making a decent salary, you're limiting your potential. And that's where I believe most people don't see why you want to work for yourself. So simple example is if I work for a company tomorrow, let's say I go and I work for anybody, uh, Zambian breweries, Coca-Cola, and they say, hey, cool, we like that you do what you do and we're willing to pay you 10,000 quarter per month, right? Mm. Which, to be honest, if we're living here in Osaka is really not great by any stretch of the imagination. But you say, okay, cool. In the event that you build campaign strategies for them, uh, content for them, you're working extra hours, you're doing events for them, no matter what you do, the bracket price is 10,000 kwacha. But if you contracted them privately and you said, Mm. hey, I'm willing to do content, I'm willing to do advertising, I'm willing to do this for you. And they say, hey, actually, yeah, we'd love to engage you outside of that. What's your bill? Yeah. And you say, the entire bill will cost 65K. Like, like there's no comparison because in the event they say yeah that's what it's worth yeah imagine you worked for them every single month it would take six months but i can make in one weekend potentially hmm. so while it's easy to get lost in the oh yeah the potential of making lots of money it's not a case of i make that every single month i wish i wish i did if i did uh i would probably be living in a mansion with my maybach outside I'm not there yet. I'm getting there. It's not even true. I'm building those relationships. But okay. the fun part that I have realized, um, even in my own workspace and like with the amount of work that I do, yes. is that every person that I've dealt with on a work relationship, be it yeah. from Zambi to granddaddies to Afri Delivery, which is another big like contact of mine, each of these people are actually human beings. People forget this. Mm. so they actually want to want you to ask them how the day is going like how they are and all this kind of stuff and the work they will give you won't be in some crazy traditional way it'll be haphazard but when it comes in and it adds up it makes sense yeah and, um, so I say that do I have enough work I have enough work at the moment could I handle more work of course I could okay but I also recognize that there's a certain point where I would hire more graphic designers I would hire another animator and I would teach them the ropes of interaction with clients because what I feel is the biggest shortcoming at the moment is that there are people who are not delivering a service but delivering a end product you say Henry I want a logo and an animated logo and I say here's your logo and your animated logo and you say yeah okay that looks okay that looks fine thank you like here's your money whereas I'm like hey, uh, what is your logo trying to tell people? Mm. What do you want to really communicate? Like, do these colors really represent your vibe? I personally think that this might work better for you. You're like, no, I don't like that. I'd like this more. And we're like, so now immediately you become involved in the work and it ends up developing a much, much better product. And um, that's where I think that the current market is falling short. And that's why even with the work that I do, I build such a personal relationship about what they're trying to turn around and get results for yes. that that work is actually beneficial, not just monetary wise, but emotionally and mentally for me. Because mm. I know that you're turning around and feeling like when I design a logo for you, for example, you're saying, I look at this logo and heck, I remember we spoke about this and this imagery or this <laughs> word mark, or this iconography is making sense to us. And I know why I've got this here, because I was part of that, that position. And mm-hmm. therefore, 
the final result is the best result it could be versus somebody just did it for me and it is what it is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not phased about having lots of work. I'm more phased about having work that makes sense, work that I can put value and effort and emotion into and yes. get a positive result, not just monetary, like emotionally, mentally, I've successfully delivered for you. And you're like, I'm so happy with what you've done Yeah, that I want to work with you continuously, even if it's not specifically in this one genre, but I value your opinion. I value your time. When you build that relationship with a client, yes, you'll never have a problem going for it because I'll never want to go to anybody else because everyone else is going to be like, Yes, I can do it. <laughs> no, yeah, you know? and, and it's important you said relationship because you know, and including the the, the oh my god, I can't speak English, and including the client in the overall well, overall decision making. What's this? What that? What's that? How would you like it? What do you feel? What's your vibe? You know, and they'll know like who do I work well with? Who do I have a relationship with? Who understands yeah. my vision and my goal? You know that your response sort of ties into what I was going to ask you next. What would you, you know, what sets you apart from the work? You know, in the work that you do, okay, in in, in animation, huh? and and compared to other hundreds of thousands of animators that might be there across Zambia. I don't know. So, I don't know the numbers. I'm just throwing a number. No, no. Okay. No, no, for sure. Um, so for example, like I, as much as I love my animation and it's a fun avenue to be in, I recognize that I haven't tie, like dove into it extensively enough to make it a career because Zambia at the moment, with its clientele, with its current climate, don't recognize it as much and, and or give value to it. And that's mm -hmm. where the biggest issue is. I mean. I came back to Zed in 2013, 2014 yeah. with a whole animation degree, like ready to go. I could tell you, this is how we're going to do this. I could make this. We could like, and as an individual, I could do the entire productions, like late of sound or like short of sound and like, you know, sound design and stuff. Like I would try, but I wouldn't be perfect. There are people today in Zambia. I, I, it take, makes me go numb sometimes in my hands when I think about it. So... There are so many talented people here. Yeah. I mean, from graphic designers to artists to animators. Uh, recently, Zambia put out its first animation, like its first anime tab productions, I believe. Yes, I, 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 I saw the, the news and, you know, the, yeah, the, promotions the social and the media hype. And I was, yeah, I, was like, I wish yeah. I was in Lusaka, you know. Right, right, right. And, and they did an amazing job. Like, so I watched the video and I looked at it and I was like, you know what? Is it on international level, like, like you know, the top of the game? No, it's not there yet. But that's not to say okay. that it's, like, it's really good. Like, it's so good that they did this on their own. Like, and they, and, and it was so well done. Uh, and uh, like I said, not to sound like I'm trying to take away from it, but like to genuinely respect the fact that there are people here outside of my own skills, as much as I can believe, oh, I'm good at doing this. There are people who are better than me. Every generation faces that. Even in, as you are today, whatever you're doing, in a year now from now, there's maybe somebody who comes up with a podcast who maybe engages people maybe on a better level or a more intriguing level, whatever it is. Like That is the risk that we live every single day, every single year that we go on is somebody else that's coming up and seeing. Yes. And um, what sets me apart isn't my need to be the best. What sets me apart is my need to take whatever you have work with it and make it better. Not because I believe it necessarily needs to be better, but because I always know that there's way to improve things. When you talk about animation creation, there's always another level that you can take it to if you're willing to take it there. Yeah. Um, there's another conversation that you're willing, if you're willing to have it, you can improve any scenario. Yeah. Um, and in a handful of experiences that I've had, someone will say to me, hey, can you do this? And I'll be like, you could do this. Yes, that'll be good. But what about this? How cool would it be if we did this and this? And, mm -hmm. and the perfect example for me on that front is someone like um, Afri Delivery, right? Yes. So they've just released two new applications, right? Afri Supermarket, uh, Afri Wholesale. They've mm -hmm. taken their existing model and their existing product and they've expanded it and they've taken what feedback they have and they've grown it. And I say yeah. to myself, these are the people that I want to work with 
because they're not just saying I've done one thing and I've called it a day and I'm happy because I think it's perfect. No, they're yeah. willing to turn and look at their work and say it's not perfect just yet. There's yeah. more that we could do with it. And as long as we're willing to fight for it and take it further, we can do it further. Brilliant. So when I look at the anim at the animation scene, the graphic design scene, the photography scene, there are a lot of people who are pushing envelopes on a personal level. Yeah. And they just don't have a platform or a space to really get out there. Mm. And for me, all I want to do whenever because I'm a team player, like I love working with people. I always want to like, hey, let's make something together, because we never know. Um yeah is that some, there's the, the, the only limiting factor that I've come across with these same people is that <laughs> that's probably the only negative thing about our entire scene on the creative industry is there's a very, what I call a large Buana complex. And I don't know if that makes sense off the bat, but when I say Buana complex- Explain, like explain. Bottom, it, it makes yeah, sense yeah, to so. me, but to someone else listening, maybe not. Exactly, no, no. So Buana complex, AKA boss syndrome, AKA, I have faith and only have faith in my ability to do one thing. And I don't want to work with others because I would rather work on it myself, develop it on myself, potentially reap the rewards uh, by myself. And so, I'm so not tiring. That, yeah, no, it is very tiring. It really is. But I, I get where it comes from. I really do. But I argue that we have so much talent here that if we pulled all the animators, the graphic designers, the photographers, we would be in a space where we could challenge South Africa. We could challenge Africa on a whole on content creation. And it would be so creative, so innovative. We look at people like Sampa, we look at, you know, other like music creators, we look at all sorts of things like that. And we say to ourselves, how can these people do well? But instead of us saying, why are you doing well? And I'm not, I'd rather say, I like that you're doing well. And how can I support that? How can I make that bigger for you? And in my own breath, I, I get my own. So like I, I grow as well. But ultimately, let's grow each other. It's not just about what you put into your bank account at the end yeah. of the day. You'll get yours. So in this industry, I say um, what sets me apart is my, my, my drive to work with others to develop them. Mm -hmm. as well as develop the people I'm working with. So whatever you want to make, I will develop it and I will make it as good as I can potentially view it as and I can make it for you, with you, not just by me, but with you. Yeah. Um, and I think that the only hindering factor that we face today is, is a little bit of selfishness in the drive of because I can do it, I don't need to work with anybody else. Mm -hmm. And because I'm capable and I think I know everything that I like who who else needs to be be in my space, you know, that kind of a story. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I don't consider myself the peak. I don't consider myself the be all and end all. I believe that I can take whatever somebody gives me and I can make it better or bigger. Yeah. yeah. And if not specifically make it bigger, or if not directly make it bigger, I can at least pose the questions and give you the opportunity to grow it because I will question every last thing about it and say but what about this and how about that and yeah. could this be bigger if we did this or that and the only limiting factor after that is you and your perception of your brand and yeah. your development oh okay okay I, I love that you you gave all of that because you know you've been given some um industry insight already the last few minutes that we've been talking you mentioned how relationships with your clients are important but then you've just alluded to something within the community within the creative industry how you know working together bridging that gap and not being a solo um, a lone ranger per se you know um, I will I will do everything I, I'm laughing at myself here also because I'm I mean I'm not I'm not as big as other content creators yes but you know I'm my editor I'm my graphic design person I am my yes. social media promo person but you know it's it's very it's it's still a small outfit but if I were to grow if I were big not if I were to grow if I was bigger definitely I would have to call on different people with different skill sets and yeah, um, I love that you you mentioned the working together because then you already have an eye you already know in your industry who's able to do this who could bring that and i would really love you know an, an an outside 
person not outside Zambia, but like a, a someone who's not a creative, but you know, to fund a mega project that pulls all, all of this talent together for me, oh, this, this would be the dream. You know, I'd love oh, it. It would be. It would be. And the other crazy part is, is that we would, we would absolutely kill the job. It, it just needs, no matter what it is, no matter what avenue, be it music, be it creation, be it animation, be it photography, be it movies, be it series, like, you know, like we're growing up. Like Zambia's really experiencing a massive creative boom in the last yeah. couple of years. Um, the fact that I moved to Lusaka was strictly because I was like, I need to be here part of the boom, not after it. Um, <laughs> but if, if, if we, we would absolutely destroy the opportunity to do those kind of things because we have the talent, we have the, we have our, I want to say culture behind it, like locally, like creatively, like there's so many people who are pushing envelopes. They just don't have, and when I say a voice, I don't mean that they're not able to put it out onto Instagram or Facebook. I mean, like they just don't have traction. They're not like a massive influencer that can say, hey, I made this video and give me like 60,000 likes and views and videos, like uh, of views in, in, in one day kind of story, you know? Yeah. And yeah, if, if, if tomorrow a massive entity came into Zambia and said, hey, can we do this? It would be like, we have the talent, yes. what we need. And it's something that I find, I, I, like if, 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 if I will maybe be a little, not, not uh, maybe boastful of the scenario or maybe suggestive of the scenario, but like, that's where I would want to get involved. I would want to curate my fellow creatives and I'd want to say, you are great at what you do. I want you to bring this to the table. Yeah. You are great at what you do. I want you to bring. I'm not trying to tell you that I believe that you're better than other people for the sake of being better, not because you're my friend, but because I recognize what genuine quality content is. I grew up in a home where my family never minced words. If you make like so, my sister. <laughs> I grew up with her playing badly at home, you know, like, like she practiced, she taught herself how to play it's, violin for the record. It's not no possible. It's not possible that Caitlin played badly. We do not yeah, forget yeah, no, 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 the no, badly for a while. Like, no, but she taught herself. And this is where I always give her mad respect. She yeah. taught herself. Yeah. No one stood there and said, no, this is how you play. From her grade one to, I think almost grade six, uh, there's a, uh, levels that you can do with violin and whatnot she taught herself my mom got her the books she went into her room and she went <laughs> and i was like oh this is so painful. what the hell but she is where she is now and she's hands down one of the most successful uh international zambian artists in my eyes like not especially my sister but like no no uh, we but, have to give we have to give uh, her credits okay we have to give oh, yeah, 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 it no, no. she deserves but her like, flowers so yes you're her brother but you know if you're not saying that your sister is amazing then you know no 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 she deserves all the flowers she really does and i'll always be the friend i'll always give like i'll always be that like one of her loudest like cheer-ons like i'll be one of her loudest fans hands up but what i was getting at is that like when she does bad she does bad and I will tell her as much. And it's the same way that I appreciate my, 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 my friends. So yeah. Emmanuel, as well as a photographer, I have said to him, this is a terrible photo. I hope you're not getting, like, this isn't what you're submitting. And he's had to step back and say to myself, himself, hey, um, my peer, like at the time, because I can't judge his photos anymore at any level because he's really doing so well for himself now. But yeah. like, he had to stop at that point in time, however many years ago it was, and say, why are you saying that my photo is not good? And I could explain it to him and I could say, hey, it's not working because there's no story behind this. Your focus is off. You've missed the moment. You've included something random in the space. Like, it, like I understand what you were trying to capture, but you didn't get it. So it omitted, it sucks, but that's how we move in photography. Like, you didn't get the moment, you didn't get the moment. And it's the same way that I say that, like, if I was able to be in charge, I would love it. I would not because for the sake of being in charge, but like, I feel like I would be able to guide my fellow creatives in a space and say, you are capable of doing this and this would be perfect for you. And I need you to pull something out of the hat. Yeah. I know you're capable of doing this. I need you to drive for it and make it happen. Because when people have done that to me, 
I know that I will pull something out of the hat. Like I yeah. will make something, you know, do, do, do whatever. And I could only wish and pray that for our Zambian creators, all of them from artists to vloggers to podcast owners to uh, musicians, whatever it is. It's I could coming. only wish that we, like, we would have the opportunity. Like we would just be given the chance. But I also say, if we wait for the chance, then we'll miss it. Sometimes we need to make it happen for ourselves. Yes. It might take a couple of years, but we'll do it. I mean, your podcast is the perfect example of it. Like, if you didn't do it, who was going to do it for you? Mm. You know, no one. If you weren't going to challenge the, the topic that you were going to challenge, then who would? Yes. Because all the other podcasts are going to dive in and, and, and tap into what's current, what's trending, what's vibing, because it's easy clickbait but you're willing to actually not just put your platform forward, but also take the risk on putting forward a influential and important subject and conversation. It makes sense. Um, you know, you've said, you've said it so eloquently. Um, I was speaking with someone and I said, um, you know, because they asked me, how do you pick your guests? And I was like, okay, A, B, C, D reasons, but you know, I will comment under somebody who's got a viral tweet, but not viral because it's scandalous or because there's major yeah. gossip there. I'm not interested in that. It's viral because so-and-so created ABCD and mm -hmm. Zambia is in people, Zambia as a country or a nation is in people's conversations because of this positive event. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't always get the guests I want, um, but you know, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's doing that it's creating the space and I can only hope and wish you other creatives. We put our minds together because it's always such an honor, you know, for me, when I have a guest on, you know, you, you said before, no, I talk and I talk and I'm like, no, 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 it's good. It's such, it would be such an honor for me if all everyone, you know, that, that, that I talk to figures out, okay, she's sp spoken to this one and there's connections there, you know, Emmanuel, yeah, yeah. you know, um, I spoke to another photographer the other day, Hattie, Hattie and, or, yeah, exactly, yeah. and he was like, I know Kolo, we know each other, you know, and I'm seeing, you know, yes, I'm, I'm podcasting and doing YouTube, yeah. But then yes. I'm seeing like everyone I want to speak to, the creatives, there's hubs, there's, there's, you know, there's pods and all of that. And we need to figure out a way how all of this works together. Yes. Because it, it's good. It's good for Zambia. If Zambia is in the news, imagine, just imagine if this, um, you know, the video that Sampa the Great put out, never forget. Yeah. Mm. It's not just Chef 187, TL yeah, 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 one yeah, day, yeah. but then the guy behind the camera, the uh, the yeah, makeup, yeah. the set design. No. Imagine, just okay. imagine all of that was completely Zambian. How amazing would that be? But anyway, I saw no, the, the craziest part for me, even with that, when that video came out. So my cousin, my cousin is a massive comic book fan, like massive, like he actually reads Marvel comics. And he has been since he was like 10. And he's like 36 now. So like he's been reading comics for ages. So he sent me a video on Instagram. He sent me a link to the trailer, right? And I saw the thing and I was like, yeah, 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 I'm trying to avoid Instagram at the moment. So like, I was like, okay, whatever. So I saw the like notification pop up and what he kind of said. So I was like, okay, cool. And I went to Instagram, uh, YouTube and I started playing and then I heard the, hey, yeah. And I was like, wait, hold on. No, no. And I sat back in my chair. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Goosebumps, no, literal. This, right Goosebumps. this is not what I think it is. And like, I genuinely, I was so excited. Like, I think my tweet, my first tweet when I saw it, I was like, all caps lost. I don't care what you're doing. Stop what you're doing and watch this now. Zed has hit Marvel. Yeah. Marvel. Like, I, like I, as a person who, you know, like, you can't grow up here and not be proud of your country. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're funny people. We're interesting people. We have all sorts of weird things going on about ourselves. But yeah. Uh, the whole statement in our, like, you know, uh, even in our national anthem, you know, proud and free. It's like, no, genuinely, we're very, very proud people of, of, of things. And I was so touched when that thing came out. And I was like, I want that for every one of us, no matter what our avenue is, assuming that we can put ourselves in the right position and be given the opportunity because we know that we won't fall short. I think that there are too many people at the moment who feel like, you have to be in the right space at the right time, talking to the right person to get anywhere. I'm like, you know what? 
for someone even like Sampa, even my sister, like with all of these people who've seen success outside of Zambia. It's like they fought for it. There's like hours and hours and hours of effort and time and like sweat. Coming and behind. Yeah. Influence, you know, like, and people behind them to make that happen. It wasn't just like a, just a random thing. And yeah. I think that my ultimate message to all of us players would be like, you know, like, yeah, it's tough right now. Obviously, it seems that way. But if, as long as you're making what you love, like, you'll see that. People will recognize it. Like, I've been to art shows and I've looked at an art piece and be like, the hell is this? Like, it's a couple of brush strokes on a, like, on, on a piece of canvas. But when somebody said to me, what do you think about this art piece? And I've said to myself, Okay, well, outside of my initial prejudice, like, or my initial, like, interpretation, this person feels like they're stressed and somewhat controlled and whatnot. And if I can turn around and analyze it, psychoanalyze it after the fact, that means everyone else in the world can too. Yeah. And for us creatives, knowing that people can do that about our work might be the difference between us being, getting 200 views on a YouTube video to getting 20 million. You know, when you watch those reviews of the Marvel like ad, like thingy, and there was, I, I'm not kidding, I, I swear I counted 150, 250 people react to, to that Marvel like trailer video. And I was like, every last one of them were like, what is this music? This is great. And I'm like, all they needed was an opportunity to listen to it. It's not that the music is so different from what we've done before. It's not so crazy that no one has ever been in the space before. They just needed to hear it in the first place yeah. and right now all of us be it art photography uh podcast everything as long as somebody gets the opportunity to listen to it you'd be surprised what knocks on your door the next day you know exactly oh my gosh oh my gosh I, you are the perfect guest we have to do like a, a part two sometime but i'm going to i'm going to ask you um to first plug yourself tell my listeners tell my viewers where are you on social media and about social media? Because I need I need to research my guests, you know, when I yeah. when I contact them or when I'm preparing the interview. And you're like, I'm not on Facebook. So I was like, he's not he's not on Facebook. Um, on Twitter, I found someone with your name, but it's not you. Or it's an old account. <laughs> and then I came I came to I came to your Instagram and I was like, okay, this 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 is what I've got. This is what I'm going to work with. And it's just, just perfect. I don't think I've asked you a lot of questions, but you said no, no, and it's good. It's good because it's about. I also get carried away and I talk my my stuff, but it's about you. It's about your work. So now tell us where can people find you? I personally like so, that your account. You know, it's it's very easy. It says what you do. Your Instagram account it says what you do. It has your email. So people, if people are interested, but tell people where they can find you and how they can find you. Yeah. So um, my uh, Instagram space or like my social media space is very very limited um, for a reason. Um, I don't want ten thousand random people messaging me for random things. Uh, but you will find me on Instagram at uh, the Ford ZM. Um, I mostly post what I can post from my clientele. Yes. Um, I do sign NDAs and I'm not available to like just post whatever I want to post because I might get myself in trouble. Yeah. So I post most of my digital artwork, which is what you'll see mostly there, um, which is a side passion and a side hustle for, 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 for myself. Um, yeah. But my email address is there and um, I'm always open and interested in supporting and growing anybody's business in any form shape or manner um mm. you know there's always there's uh, there's an argument that says that if you made however much in a month or in a year as a company you should be putting 10 percent of that towards your marketing 10 yeah. percent. so if you took 10 percent of whatever you make in a month you should be putting that to marketing if it's not through me it's through sponsoring a page and whatnot so my argument is um my my outlook through my page and whatnot is to actually connect with people, understand what they need, telling yeah. them that I can do something for them truthfully and honestly. It's not that I have, I'm not going to solve your problems. We're going to solve it together. And yes. um, so, yeah, my Instagram is an easy way. Uh, the Ford ZM, my email is pretty much the same as well as the Ford ZM at gmail.com. Yeah. Not complicated. Um, I'm always open to an opportunity to solve a problem creatively. Good. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, it's really the long and the short of it. Uh, outside of that, it's it's a conversation between you and whoever it is. You know what I mean? Okay. So I, we have very few minutes left, but I want you to tell me what two, three artists are you listening to from Zambia right now? Who's on your music playlist? <laughs> Ah, that's great. I mean, look, it's easy for me to say someone like Sampa because obviously she pops up without me trying. Yeah. Um, I'm not opposed to Yo Maps. He has his moments. Like he definitely has some really good tracks. Yeah. Um, and Chandana K, yo, like I gotta represent the hood. <laughs> like I gotta go back to Copa Bar and be like, these are the peeps, these are the ones. Um, few and far apart. I believe that our Zambian artists are really talented musicians and I love yeah. what they do here and there. Like they have some great tracks. Yeah. I think that it's 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 a struggle to give them a platform where they're more recognized than what they are at the moment. I think that's what they what they need. So I listen to a song that is like, oh hey, this is a great track and I, I enjoy it. And it's like, okay, cool. And you know, like you'll hear it out in the club and that's about it. But like we're not appreciating the whole album which is a which, which is a shame so yeah. we need more for them um and i only can only hope for more from them in all that and one day i hope to be the pe person who's making content for, to get them international you know what i mean yes um but as it stands yeah those those are the those those are the big ones chef 187 mac 2 whatnot those guys are always going to be like legends and they're always going to be like the heavyweights yes um but i like again it's one of those like few and far apart you hear a track and you're like hey i recognize this track and then you're like is what it is yeah. um but yeah those uh those tips yeah those are those are definitely my my, my main go-to's as in when <laughs> okay um that was my interview with the ford zambia please make sure you check the description box for links to um his instagram bye One thousand awesome Zambians by La Zambiana. Tell your story. Own your story.